This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. And I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in. And all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort, and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Now, let's get a cup of tea and spend a few minutes together. Here's your host, wife, mother of three, and entrepreneur, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of the Crystal Pain Show. This time of year is when a lot of us are thinking about back to school, back to schedules, kind of getting back into a good rhythm and routine. So we thought it would be a perfect week for us to focus on morning routines. So later on in the show, we are going to talk about the power of a morning routine. And I'm going to share my morning routine. Jesse's going to talk a little bit about his. And we're also going to tell you why we think this is so important. And I'm going to share with you three reasons why I found a morning routine to be so effective and impactful. And by the way, you might be surprised at how my morning routine works. And I think it will encourage you to realize, oh, I could be doing some of those same things too, or I could figure out how to make this work for me as well. And by the way, we're not going to be advocating that you must get up at some crazy early hour of the morning. But before we get to that, I want to have us do our regular segments. We're going to talk about what's saving our life. And we're going to talk about the books we're reading. And we'll get to those in a moment. But first, Jesse got to do something pretty cool this morning that he was, I'm going to say... Surprised about? <laughs> surprised. Maybe maybe more excited. Yeah, I was excited. Oh, you're playing it down. You woke up this morning and I felt like you were like a little boy on Christmas morning that couldn't wait. Well, I was able to go to a conference this morning that a friend of mine is helping to put on. And he got me a pass to see their keynote speaker, Jocko Wheeling. Oh, come on. You got to say it more exciting than that. You're like, well, I went to a conference <laughs> this morning. I'm like, 
No, dude, you got to go see Jocko this morning. Yeah, that was fun. You love Jocko. You talked about on our favorite things. Mm -hmm. uh, didn't you talk about Jocko? Oh, I'm sure I've talked. And about you've him talked before, about him about multiple times. You mm -hmm. love his books. You love his podcast. You have even bought his mug from his podcast, which I think says that you're like a pretty high level fan. It's a nice size mug, though. Too. It is a really nice mug. And you also drink his tea. Yeah, it's good tea. So literally, it says good on it because that's his what he says. So getting to see him in person, mm -hmm. that was pretty exciting for yep, you. It was exciting. It was it was really cool. That, I mean, he had the crowd eating out of his hand, and his delivery was on point, and it was a good summation of his books that, that I've read and uh, some of the stuff that I've listened to on his podcast. So yeah, it was exciting. So we also, last week, we talked about how we were going to be going on a trip. So we went to, is it Lampy? Lampy. Lampy, Missouri. Mm -hmm. I might be. I don't know. Maybe it's Lamp. It could be Lamp. It's but LA. I, but I think it's Lampy. L-A-M-P-E. Mm. Yes. Lampy, Missouri. And stayed at Caboose, Caboose Junction Resort, which had a main house and six converted cabooses that, or were, caboose. I don't know what the plural. Were they converted? Okay. They. There was a debate on whether they were converted or not. Or that's what they actually look whether like. Whether they actually look like that inside or not. I don't know. That That's a good question. I just assumed they'd kind of been converted into cabins because they had bunks and mm -hmm. obviously the fridge and some of the kitchen things were a little bit more modern than would have been when they were in use. But I don't know. They, the they bathroom, might not have been converted though. The bathroom certainly did not look like it had been converted. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like in the interior of a small RV. Yes. A small RV that was... About 40 years old. I would say it was a little bit more like a cabin RV because okay. there was a lot more wood in it than you would. I don't think you would see that much wood. Yeah, in an you RV. wouldn't see that wood. Yeah, that would be fake wood. But it was it was cool and it was right right on the lake, Table Rock Lake, mm -hmm. and so we spent a lot of time skiing. And well, I didn't spend a lot of time skiing. You spent some time skiing. You did a very good job. All of three minutes, I went out there on two skis because I can't. I cannot slalom. Seriously, I've tried many times. That is not a gift that I was given. And I went over both wakes and then I dropped and I was done. So that was my three minutes. But we did a lot of water sports mm -hmm. and tubing and kneeboarding. And you got up on the wakeboard. Yep. For the first time. Which was really cool. And then it was very cool to see the kids push themselves and they all challenge themselves or you challenge them to try new things. And they did well. They did. So that was, it's, as a parent, it's very fun to get to see your kids go out and push themselves, do hard things, and succeed mm -hmm. at it. We also had a fun adventure on the way home. We randomly got a message from someone who follows me on Instagram telling us that we were right in this area where the Christian County Discount Freight and Grocery Store was. And so we stopped in there. and We were, we were only going to be there for a couple of minutes. And, and you came out with a... I only spent four, I only spent fourteen dollars. Yeah, but you got a lot. I got of stuff. a lot of stuff for fourteen dollars. It was they have. I guess it's they get maybe all the. I don't even know. I think it's probably like overstock products and products that are almost expired. Some of them were a little bit expired, and by expired, it's the sell by date. Which, if it's a shelf stable item, typically you can use it for at least a few months after the sell by date. But they had so many crazy deals. 
<laughs> it was just insane. I wish we lived really close to them, but I did a blog post on it. So if you are interested in that, we'll link to that in the show notes. Let's talk about what's saving our lives. Jesse, I'm really excited about yours. <laughs> I'm going to eat crow t- today. Is oh, that what yes. it is? Yeah. Well, I've started recently to listening to audiobooks. I'm sorry. What did you say? Can, can we I read? started listening to audiobooks, not reading audiobooks. You started, but you started listening to audiobooks yes, after all the episodes where you gave me what for because I was listening to audiobooks and then I just wasn't a real legitimate reader because I was listening to audiobooks and now. Yep, I'm enjoying it. Are you are you using the Libby app? No, I'm listening listening to the books on the Overdrive app. Okay, which is connected to the library. Right. And I think it's connected to Libby because... I think it is in some way, shape, or form. When you downloaded them onto Overdrive, it's putting them on my Libby app because we have the same library card. So somehow it's connected. I don't really know. We hmm. need to look into that. But anyway, it's a similar app. The Overdrive app is not um, quite as modernized. The, the, it has been around a lot longer, and the Libby app is just a little bit more um, sleek function is it more streamlined? It's just easier to use. That's okay. what I think. So over, I might switch I've, over then because I'm not very impressed with the OverDrive app. OverDrive, it works. It's just a little bit clunky. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll link to that in the show notes as well. I have a blog post and I love, I get emails all the time from people who I have converted to Libby and they love audiobooks. I'm just so happy that you have fallen in love with audiobooks too. Because yeah, this and, is just and like, I also listen to them on time and a half, so... My my through. my life's mission is accomplished. <laughs> well, my item that I want to bring for what's saving my life is actually mascara to take kind of a hard turn here. And I talked about my favorite mascara back in episode four. But recently I have switched to another one. I still love the Lash Love Lengthening Mascara by Mary Kay, but I was out of it and I needed to get some more and I needed it before I could get more. And so I think Jesse, you just ran to Target and picked up Lash Blast Fusion Mascara by CoverGirl. It's a lot less expensive. Oh, I got that on purpose. You, <laughs> you just knew. You, yeah, yeah. You looked at all the different ones and you're just like, this is the one. This is the one. But it, it's a really good one. And I've actually ended up, I haven't bought the Mary Kay mascara again because I love it just as well. And I think it's at least half the cost, if not less. And so I just love how it looks. People ask me all the time, what do you do to your eyebrows? I'm like, I just put three coats of this mascara on and it works so well. And you don't have to pay for all those expensive eyelash treatments. You just use a lot of great mascara. So again, that was Lash Blast Fusion Mascara by CoverGirl. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Okay, now it's time for us to talk about our books. And you already talked about the fact that you've been listening to audiobooks, Mm -hmm. but you want to talk about what audiobooks you've been listening to. Well, I went ahead and downloaded Killing Reagan. Mm -hmm. I finished uh, Killing Kennedy a couple weeks ago. So I know you had been listening to Killing Reagan, and I wanted to go ahead and finish that. So I finished that, and then I moved on to Killing Patton, and I'm just about finished with that one. Which you said that Killing Patton was a little bit shorter. I think it's a little bit shorter. Killing Reagan, I finished that last week as well. And I'm curious your thoughts on it. We talked about it a little bit, mm-hmm. but 
I personally didn't enjoy it as well as the other books. And I don't know if it's because I felt like it just didn't have kind of the climactic buildup to the assassination and then kind of the spending a lot of time unpacking what went down. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like it was just sort of like, okay. There's a blip almost. <laughs> yeah. I, it I felt think... like a, a smaller portion of the book was devoted to that. And a larger portion of the book was devoted to Reagan's life. And then I didn't feel like a whole lot was devoted to um, Hinckley. There was not as much definitely as, as what in um, Killing Kennedy was devoted to Oswald, but I do think that it was drawn out a little bit because he posited the notion that Reagan's Alzheimer's was related to the assassination attempt and that it was a long drawn out process to actually when he did die that it somehow could be related to the assassination attempt. So what I found fascinating was that it was the trauma to his brain that seemed like it kind of jump-started the Alzheimer's. And then I also found it interesting when they talked about how they went back and analyzed his speeches Mm -hmm. and saw different kind of indicators that he was already starting down the path of Alzheimer's. Right. And I know he had had a family disposition to Alzheimer's as well. So maybe like you said, it just kicked it into gear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So overall, I learned a lot from the book. I just, my perception of Reagan was not what the book kind of purported him to be. Mm -hmm. Would you say that that was accurate? Yeah, because the book did tend to give a lot of information on the culture of Hollywood back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s that he was really a part of. And really, it was not a savory culture behind the cameras. There was a lot that went on that I think the Joe Blow moviegoers didn't know was going on. So I, I think it's a worthwhile listen or read if you love history. Mm-hmm. But I, I just enjoyed Killing Lincoln and Killing Kennedy more and, and joy. I hate saying that word, but I just, I, I, I the overall story arc of the mm-hmm. book, I just felt like was stronger with Killing Lincoln and Killing Kennedy. Yeah, I did enjoy the discussions though about the fights with communism and, and the ending of the Cold War and the relationship with Margaret Thatcher and uh, Mikhail Gorbachev. And that was very enlightening. So as we told you at the beginning of this episode, we're going to talk about the power of a morning routine. Now, some of you love this topic and others of you are like, really? I think I'm just going to skip over this part. But I really want to encourage you, no matter where you land on the spectrum of you know organization and intentional living and routines, please listen in because I think what we have to say will encourage you and hopefully inspire you in some way to start your day with more success. I am passionate about the topic of morning routine, and I actually produced a course called Make Over Your Mornings a number of years ago that thousands and thousands of people have gone through, and I constantly am tweaking and learning and growing in this area, especially as seasons of life change and our kids get older and responsibilities and all of that change. But one thing that I realized is in the last 
six months or so, I just kind of fell into this morning routine that I had some intention behind it, but it wasn't like I sat down one day and was like, okay, I am going to overhaul my morning routine. I've just kind of slowly built this routine that has become such a habit for me as a whole that I just kind of get up and do it. And I don't think about it. It's not like, oh, I got to do my morning routine. I just do it. And really, there's three reasons why this has been so powerful in my life and why I actually just do it because it impacts me so positively. And I want to talk about those. But before I do, I kind of want to walk you through how my routine looks. And then Jesse, I know you're going to share some about how your routine looks as well. So this is a routine that I kind of fell into. And that is my alarm clock goes off. I get up. I put on my walking, running shoes. I go downstairs to the basement carrying my Bible and my gratitude journal and my notebook and my phone and my daily list that we talked about on an earlier episode, my time block to-do list for the day, and my book that I'm currently reading and my devotional. So yes, I have a big stack of stuff that I'm bringing downstairs, but I bring it into our gym. And then kind of the first thing that I do is I write in my gratitude journal. And this is just a time for me to really reflect on the day before and just stop and be grateful. And this one little exercise really can change my perspective because maybe there's some stuff that I'm not really looking forward to that day, or maybe I didn't get enough sleep that (laughs) the night before, or maybe I'm just feeling kind of discouraged about something. But when I stop and take time to start my day with gratitude, It helps me to change my perspective and shift my attitude to one of just really being grateful. So I do that and then I hop on the treadmill and I walk and I do not run. I just walk and I have a brisk pace, but it's not too brisk because while I'm walking, I read my Bible and I'm currently reading through the New Testament and I typically read one to three chapters per day. And then I have two devotionals that I am reading. One is called The Daily Light, and that's a morning and an evening reading straight from Scripture, and it's just on a specific topic. And I actually read the morning and the evening reading for that day. And then I read a devotional, and then I typically either read a chapter from the book that I'm currently reading, which is some type of inspirational or Christian living book, something that's kind of meatier and will just challenge me spiritually, or I pray over my day. I kind of flip-flop just kind of wherever my heart is. Sometimes I need to just breathe a little bit more before I am ready to dive into the reading, and so I just kind of will stop, have some quiet, and pray over my day. Sometimes I just go straight into the reading. And then once I'm done with all of that, then I typically get out my phone. I'm still walking. Yes. Can you all picture this in your mind? And I um, answer, um, usually kind of go through my direct messages and comments on Instagram, and then I write an Instagram post for the day. So I typically post on Instagram every morning, sometime between 6.30 and 7 a.m. And so I actually write the post of the day. And I usually know the basic idea of the post that I'm going to write, but I actually write it right then fresh and post it. I just find that that's best for me. And so that's how it goes. And then sometimes I feel like I need to just spend a little bit more time in quiet 
or prayer or thinking because I really don't want to get off the treadmill until I feel like my soul is filled up and I'm feeling energized and calm. So some of you are probably saying, well, well, Crystal, how long is that taking you? There's no way I could do all that in the morning. And I know, remember that my kids are 14, 12, and 10. So it's a very different season of life right now. But typically it's going to take me somewhere between 45 minutes and an hour and a half. And that really just depends upon how much time I have in the morning, what time I got up and what I have going on that morning. So that's how it looks for me. And then I go upstairs and it's time to help kids get ready for school. And then typically once they're out the door, because Jesse takes them to school, then that's when I um, take my shower, get dressed, and then get going for the day. So that's my morning routine. What about for you, Jesse? I generally strive to you know, get up early, get my Bible reading done, get a workout in, and be ready to take the kids to school. And generally my workout's probably going to be an hour or so. So what I want to do is get up about an hour and a half or so before having to take the kids to school. And um, then I'll be have those big rocks done and ready. So otherwise, if I don't get them done early in the morning, <laughs> it doesn't get done. Mm-hmm. It's just weigh, weighs me down saying, Oh, am I going to get this done? When am I going to do this and try to fit it in throughout the day? And more often than than not, by the time I go to bed, it hasn't fit, fit in the schedule. Mm-hmm. So um, I really appreciate having those routines. Now, you know, one thing that I'm kind of get burdened down by is if I want to change the routine into more of a schedule and be a slave to this certain hour, this certain time, do certain things. But that's the beauty of a routine. It's more flexible. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I think that's the thing for me of kind of saying, this is what I want to accomplish in this time frame, And I kind of fit it into the amount of time that I have that morning. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if I need to get it done in less time, I can versus like, this is the time I get up. This is exactly how it looks every morning because every morning it's a little different. Having every five to 15 minutes scheduled. That's just setting you up for disaster. Well, sometimes the kids will come down and I don't want to have to be like, I only have five minutes. I'm on a tight time schedule. I want to have that flexibility. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to talk about three reasons why I find a morning routine and my current morning routine to be so impactful. And I was thinking about this and I realized, you know, number one, it helps me to consistently stick with important habits. So for me, exercise, Bible reading, prayer, gratitude, reading, and writing. Those are all important habits for me. And so starting my day with them really allows me to make sure they happen. Mm -hmm. I always tell people, if I, you know, plan to exercise later on the day, it's rarely going to happen. And when I just did this 21 day squat challenge from Sarah Haley, you know, I just added it in to my morning routine. And it was so easy for me to make it happen because I already had these habits going and I could just stack another habit on. Mm -hmm. So it helps me consistently stick with important habits. Number two, it provides a solid foundation for my day. I think of that time of just filling up my soul. It really sets the tone for the day, taking time to pray over my day. So many times there's a lot that is going on in my day. And it might be the kind of thing, you know, where I'm doing a video that thousands of people are going to see, or I'm writing something that thousands of people are going to read, or I'm having a meeting with someone that I feel very 
just unqualified for, or I'm doing something, speaking somewhere or doing something where I just feel like I need God's strength because I can't do it this in my own strength. And so having that time in my morning to really just pray over my day and quiet my heart and fill up my soul. And a lot of times I will just spend some time thinking too, just kind of thinking through the different aspects of the day and kind of problem solving some things while I'm walking. And that just really helps me to start my day well. So it provides a solid foundation for the day. And then number three, this kind of piggybacks off of that one. It sets me up for success. So I think that starting my day with exercise and with filling up my soul, then I feel so energized. I know so many times when I get out of bed, I don't feel like, oh, I'm just raring to go. You know, it takes me a tiny little bit to wake up. But once I've been on the treadmill and I've walked and I've read and I've, you know, been grateful and I've prayed, I typically get off the treadmill and I feel so energized and ready for the day. And the cool thing is, is that even if I end up not getting a lot done that day, some, you know, a lot of things come up and there's a lot of interruptions, I will have accomplished some important things. I will have gotten those big rocks in of reading and writing and prayer and spending time in God's word and exercise and gratitude. You know, even if nothing else good or intentional happens in the day, I have had that first hour of intentionality. And I think it also just sets you up for success because, you know, good habits breed other good habits. So if you start your day with those good habits, it's also going to motivate you to continue on being intentional with your day. So for those of you who are listening and you're saying, well, that's great. That would never work for me. I totally get it. And I don't want to overwhelm you. I just hope that this maybe inspires you in some way. But I do want to challenge you to be intentional with your mornings. And if you need some help, I have a free five-day series that I put together that I will send you an email and a video every day. And there's a Facebook group for accountability as well. And that is called Five Days to a Better Morning. And we will link to that in the show notes. And I really encourage you to sign up for it follow through with it, learn some things from it, and hopefully set up some habits to help you as well experience the power of a morning routine. As always, if you have any question on any topic you'd love for Jesse and I to answer on a future episode, or you just have feedback or suggestions, or you'd love for us to change something or do something different, we love to hear from you. We love your emails. And so you can send an email to crystal at moneysavingmom.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of the Crystal Pain Show. Have a great week. And remember, you can't always choose your circumstances, but you can always choose your attitude. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com. 